0: Rest effect children are slave children, so presently in Haiti, ten percent of children are slaves and I remember the very first time I heard about that, I was really shocked and angry and judgmental to be honest and Mother Teresa always says, if you judge people, you don 't have time to love them
1: very often pro lifers Catholics who are want to be faithful to the teaching of the church, really have to search and wide to find charities, especially charities that deal with overseas, that are faithfully pro-life, that are faithfully Catholic. Very hard to find at LifeSites. We, we've profiled many of these groups that aren't truly that, but we found one for you. It's called Silent Children's Mission. This is your Don Henry Weston's show. Stay tuned. Frankie Berg-Ferrett, welcome to the program. Thanks for inviting me. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Your mission is beautiful. Why don't you tell us something about it?
0: Silent Children's Mission was granted charitable status in 2011, but it was started earlier before then by Joan and Andrew Simone. And Dr. Andrew Simone is a Toronto dermatologist He still has a practice in Toronto, and his wife, Joan. And I think that um, today is, is kind of a sad day for me because we just heard this morning that Joan has gone to heaven. And she was very beloved to our charity. Her and Andrew founded it as a sister charity to Canadian Food for Children. So I'm sure that many of your viewers might know Canadian Food for Children. Absolutely. So... In the late 70s, early 80s, Joan and Andrew had a conversion experience. You may have heard their story, but I'll just tell you a little bit about it. They felt that God was asking them to give everything away to the poor. And so they started to work with Mother Teresa. And as a matter of fact, Andrew was the treasurer for the Missionaries of Charity in North America, for North America. And so they were, started working very closely with Mother Teresa many letters back and forth, and they met her on on many occasions. And, And they were sending containers of food and clothing and medical supplies to her sisters. And it got to be so much that they couldn't they couldn't They couldn't accept anymore, and so, with her blessing, Joan and Andrew started Canadian Food for children and they presently still work out of the Mississauga warehouse where they send almost every day a container a forty foot transport truck of donations to many different developing countries. But in around two thousand and four two thousand and five, they decided that there were many mission missions that couldn't accept containers, whether it, you know geographically or for for many other reasons. And they started sending money to help missionaries um, with school fees and healthcare costs, things like that. So they'd send the money directly and they and they decided that, you know, they were it was really speaking to them that these children had no voice. That's why they named it Silent Children. And so later on, uh, Dr. Simone, I was volunteering with Canadian Food for Children. Dr. Simone asked if I would be the executive director and seek charitable status. And, and that's kind of how it started, but we run it very much like Mother Teresa because that's how Canadian Food for Children is. So we rely on divine providence for our donations we spend zero on fundraising so as much as we possibly can we send directly to the missions and the people that we work with are catholic priests nuns and lay people mostly consecrated in right now silent children's in about 12 different countries developing countries nobody gets paid at silent children so it's all volunteer just like canadian food for children no one gets paid and uh, and even the, our mission trips are, are self-paid.
1: I think many, many know Canadian Food for Children. Dr. Andrew Simone has been so faithful and so wonderful in terms of providing pro-life, pro-family Canadians with someone they could give to without thinking twice. His charity was such that it was so self-giving and so faithful that no one ever had to have a question about Canadian Food for Children. And knowing that he and Joan founded the silent children's mission is just beautiful. And it's, it's something else that people can give to without worry. Joan's passing that, that just happened today. I know people are seeing this a little bit later, but let's all continue to pray for the Simone family for Andrew, particularly and amazing work that they've done.
0: Very, very special couple. I mean, just Deeply Catholic, holy, following. You know, I don't know anybody that gives all their money away to the poor. Like they live on divine providence; they rely on people to, to even the food that they eat. So it's it's just remarkable. They're a remarkable couple, and Joan is a, a, a was a very very holy woman.
1: Tell us about Silent Children's Mission. We'd love to hear perhaps some of the stories that you might have about what you do. What Folks do with the funds they receive.
0: Silent Children really accompanies our missionaries. So we're really very, very careful about not telling anybody what they need to do, but letting the missionaries lead. You know, I don't know if you've read Target Africa, Ekiocha. Target Africa, she talks about, she's a very pro life woman, but she talks about how, you know, people in the West go to African countries where she's from and they tell people you know what they should be doing
1: right i've seen the i've seen a film from uju so it was really on the same theme
0: yes exactly and so that really speaks to me because we in the west need to be more humble we need to be culturally humble in how we approach people because they know their people and they know their needs more than anybody and so we here in the west I feel should be accompanying them, giving. We have a lot, and we should share. At least as Catholics, we should. Right? Yesterday w- was September twenty sixth, and and the gospel was about Lazarus, Lazarus sitting at the gate, and and I was listening to Bishop Barron's talk yesterday, and and he was saying that the church is to evangelize, to worship God, and to serve the poor, and. And he talked about how Lazarus was named, but the rich person wasn't. And that was really profound for me too, because I think we need to really give a face to the poor. And I'd love to share some stories of some children that we've worked with, if that's okay with you. And how, you know, cultural humility is really a way that I think we need to approach helping others in other countries. And so I remember the first time I went to Haiti, and and that is you know a tragic country. You know, if it isn't a, a an earthquake, it'll be something else, right? But I met through one uh, through one of the members of our on our board of directors who spends a lot of his days, at least half the year, in Haiti helping the poor, and he told me about this little boy who I had the priv- great privilege of meeting at one point. But he taught me a lot about resilience. And that's what we need to see in these children and these families. They have a lot of resilience. I don't think that I could do or say what they do sometimes. So it was when I first learned about rest effect children. Have you ever heard of that? rest effect children are slave children. So presently in Haiti, 10% of children are slaves. And I remember the very first time I heard about that, I was really shocked and angry and judgmental, to be honest. And Mother Teresa always says, if you judge people, you don't have time to love them. And that that quote always sticks with me because my first thought was how could a mother sell her child? But then when I went there and and I see the poverty and I understand the depth of sorrow that a mother must be feeling when she sees her children starving and her only way out is maybe to sell her child to maybe someone who has more money because in her mind she's thinking that at least her child will be fed. And, and it doesn't always work out that way, of course, but... It gives you a deeper understanding of where these mothers are coming from. People in developing countries, the mothers, they love their children just like we do. And when they die, they grieve just as, as much as we do. So, I, And I think we forget that. I really do. But anyways, I was able to meet this little boy named Dustin, who was a rest effect child. And he was living in this home, and they made him carry bricks all day. And he was maybe at the time about 10 years old. So he he worked all day, he was given some food, he slept outside. If it was raining, he was allowed to sleep inside on the kitchen floor. He was treated very poorly. And so the person that I'm talking about on our board of directors tried very hard to convince this, these people to let him take this little boy, Dustin, to the market. And eventually he was able to convince them. So he he took Dustin the mark and he says, you've got $5 and you can spend the money on anything that you want. And so he spent $2 on a belt. And when he asked him why Dustin purchased a belt, he said, because now my clothes will fit me. Because of course he only ever had hand-me-down clothes. Clothes that were too baggy or... And and then my friend said, well, you have $3 left. What would you like to spend it on? And so he said, well, here's $1. I'd like you to give that dollar to the church because God has been good to me. And he thought, okay, you have $2 left. And he thought in his mind, for sure, he's going to buy candy or a toy or something that a typical child would buy. And he said, no, no, I want you to keep it because... One day I'm going to see my mom again and she's going to need it. And I just thought, wow, these children are incredible, right? Incredibly resilient and their faith in God is profound. So that's Dustin. And I have so many stories like that, you know? I remember, I think it was the second visit, 2007 to Malawi and Sister Bernadette, the sister that we work with collaborate with she said there's a beautiful woman she has nine children and she's helped at our hospital for so many years but she's dying of AIDS and she's really worried and I'd like you to meet her and so we went over to the hospital and I met this woman and she was very sad she had an eight-year-old girl whose name is Thokozani. and she was so worried about what was going to happen to her children because of course her husband had abandoned her And I promised her that I would pay the school fees for Thokozani. Now, presently, Thokozani is in her third year of nursing school. And that's because of Silent Children benefactors. The benefactors help with paying for school fees because, as we know, education raises the level of health. It helps people to come out of poverty. And if you ask any of our missionaries, the number one thing they always say is, School fees. Could you help with school fees? Right. You want to help a child to get out of poverty, then educate them. And, and that comes straight from them. We help with health care costs. There's times when the sisters will let us know that, you know, they were able to help a mother who wanted to have an abortion and they encouraged her not to. And they needed help with that mom, and we gladly helped. You know, so so there's many many instances, but certainly listening to our our missionaries. Another project that we do that we're very very happy with is our farm project. Ocha and Target Africa talks about you know the best way to help people is to help them to help themselves, and so we have three farm projects that are doing very well. One is with Sister Bernadette again in Malawi, um, and this was her idea. She says. I would really like to have a farm where, you know, the people can raise chickens and grow food and we could teach them how to do that. And I said, well, where do we start? And so we got a beautiful benefactor who donated $10,000 and sister was able to purchase 70 acres. And that's under the name of the Sisters of Charity of Ottawa, which are all, you know, they're all native to Malawi no longer sisters from Ottawa, actually, but that's where they originally came from. And so she purchased these 70 acres. And Father Michael, our our spiritual director... Um, and I went there, and he was blessing this land. And I remember looking around and thinking, "My goodness, I can't even keep a house plant alive," but I'm looking at 70 barren acres. At least they looked barren to me, you know, very dry. And I thought, "What are they going to do with this land?" But you know, fast forward to today, and there's a big house with 2,000 chickens that produce eggs for the poor children in the villages, and hire local villagers to do that. They, they were trained how to do it there's pigs there's acres and acres of mango trees and banana trees and maize which is their main staple and now presently our latest project on this farm is a home and it's just about built it was a little delayed during the pandemic they had a hard time finding supplies etc but it's it's going to be finished really in the next week or so And this is a place where young people can come and stay and learn agricultural skills. So it's just wonderful. But this was all led by Sister Bernadette Densani, and we accompanied her by providing her the funds.
1: Just a quick note before we return. If you would like to stay up to date on LifeSite's coverage of the latest life, family, and culture news, subscribe to one of our many newsletters by going to lifesightnewscom slash subscribe. And if you'd like to help us bring our truth-telling coverage to millions around the world, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation at give.lifesitenews.com. And now, back to the video. I wanted to let all the LifeSiters know that there is a life funder set up for Silent Children's Mission. You can go to lifefunder.com and support this great work there. You know, I loved what you said, Frankie, about being culturally sensitive. Pope Benedict talked about a kind of cultural imperialism where the West, particularly actually North America and Europe, have thought to foist their own cultural impressions, which are really anti-life and anti-family, upon the third world, and kind of do it holus bolus, so much so that sometimes development loans and things like that are withheld if they refuse to follow the cultural dictates of the West. And it's so beautiful that, especially in Uju Ekinosha's work, she's pointed this out about how inappropriate this is.
0: So we try really hard at Silent Children's Mission to accompany our missionaries, to learn from them. And we certainly have. I mean, we've been so blessed to work with amazing people. We have another missionary in Liberia, Father Samuel, and he's a Spiritan priest. It was interesting because one of our benefactors, she called me up on a Saturday morning. She was surprised that I answered the phone. And, and she said, I was wondering if we could give a donation, but if it could honor St. Joseph. And I said, I know our missionaries, and I know none of them will say no to that. She said, but we wanted, you know, some kind of plaque or something that says that this was built in honor of St. Joseph. And I said, absolutely. So I contacted Father Samuel, and I said, this woman would like a well to be built and it was funny because when i was chatting with her on the phone she said i was reading your newsletter and uh, and i i noticed that you've built a water well how much does that cost and i said around 5000 canadian dollars depending on which country and she said and and there was silence actually and then she said that's the exact amount that i had promised to st joseph so that was like there's all these little god moments that happen with this charity of course and so I, I called Father Samuel and he said, absolutely, absolutely. And so in the last two years, we've had several anonymous donors who have read about, you know, a well to St. Joseph. And we have now, I think there's we're just finishing off the fifth well, the Holy Spirit, right? We rely on divine providence and that's the Holy Spirit speaking to the hearts of our benefactors and uh, and responding.
1: On this feast... Of The North American Martyrs, I think it's a perfect day for people to expend a little something, to go to lifefunder.com to support Silent Children's Mission. In the great example of the North American Martyrs, they gave of themselves, all French professors who came to Canada and northern United States in order to evangelize here, to give of themselves to the Huron Indians. And it was such a beautiful thing. And they were martyred for doing it. But they suffer joyfully in order to serve their brothers and sisters here. Thank you, Frankie, for for your mission and for the great work of Silent Children's Mission.
0: Thank you so much for the opportunity to share what we're doing, and and what you know, Joan and Andrew had intended, and the the on the inspiration of Mother Teresa. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. And what's your website so people can go and check it out?
0: www.silentchildrensmission.com
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much, and God bless you. God bless you. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this video. And to see more like this, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. So check out our links in the description to read more, sign up for our newsletter, and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all of the latest life, family, and culture news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.